Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. I'm Shelby Stokes. Here today is my sidekick, Casey Cool, and longtime hey. friend of the show, Armored Andy. What up? <laughs> and our newest guest is a gamer and RPGer and actor on Twin Peaks and Z Nation, Lisa Coronado. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> How are you all tonight? I'm pretty good. good, minus the technical difficulties we had, mm-hmm. which we decided was actually my dog. I'm plugging my headphones, <laughs> and it took too long. But um, Lisa, so you run Z Nation. You know Julian Gavilanis? Yeah, I know Julian. Julian's I, and I went to high school together. He's a oh my god, I football. love Julian. Yeah, Julian's great. I saw that when I saw, it, I was like, oh, she she has to know. Julian's a character. He he weaves in and out of my life. He's one of the funnier people I know. But he was great. On we Z-Nation. auditioned together, oddly enough, at the same time, and then we all went and grabbed like coffee afterwards. Him and another buddy of mine. That's so funny. I knew him in his wild. Uh oh. He was he was a madman. He's still pretty kind of wild, so I can't imagine him being more wild. Yes, yes. Oh, it, it, it's much more tame, I would say, not <laughs> from what I know, the stories. But um, so Andy reached out to me. He was like, hey, I have a friend uh, that – and Andy's been on our show plenty of times that you should have come on. Um, I wanted to let you know, I was looking at your Twitter today, and I know you're a mom, and you've been married 25 years. I watched your TikTok video, and I'm not going to tell you if I cried or did not cry. <laughs> uh, but I'm a sensitive guy, so that will give you a clue. Uh, so uh, tell us about yourself. How, how long have you been acting? How did you get into Twitch streaming? Uh, okay, acting. I started acting in my sophomore year of high school. I got into a drama class and uh, instantly loved it. I felt kind of like a like an outsider for a lot of a lot of the times where I grew up and it was the first time I really felt like I belonged to like I, like I found my people um and so I did a, I did some plays through high school and was like this is all I ever want to do um and then I just transitioned into like film work and then commercial work and then TV work uh and it was like it's like there's for me there's no bad day on set like the worst day on set is like the best day in my re- regular life like it's just so fun to be a part of um the filmmaking community and then uh twitch streaming happened um i got diagnosed i I got sick four years ago with lyme disease and so it kind of Mm -hmm. slowed down what i was able to physically do and so while i was in treatment and healing i was going crazy like stir crazy at home i was like i need to do something and so it's like you know what why don't i stream on twitch i love playing video games i'm love talking to people and being on camera like it all just kind of fit so I started doing that two years ago and just never stopped <laughs> kept doing it I, I think that's how it works right you just have to keep at it yeah I Shelby and I were talking about that today about we just gotta keep at it yeah <laughs> yep he's talking off the ledge with everything today um that's great so how did you meet Andy how did you, you and Andy, Andy, why don't you want to tell this Harry met Sally story of gamer friends? Yeah. Um, well, it started in, in, in the film, film right. world. Um, Lisa and I have a mutual friend Well, this was when I had just first moved to the Pacific Northwest from the East coast. And, uh, this guy that I had met, he, he was, he was making a, uh, web series that Lisa was in for a couple of episodes. Um, and at one point, 
he invited a bunch of people all over to his house in West Seattle for a table read of two or three scripts. And so I went there with my camera and just took a, took a bunch of photos and, you know, hung out, got to meet some people and network and stuff like that. Um, Lisa was there for that. And I was kind of eyeballing her, not in like a weird way, but I was like, she would, I, I, I liked her, especially in the show um, that our friend was doing. And I said, man, I got to figure out a role for her. And I was starting, I was starting up production on a web series of mine. Um, and I wanted her in the pilot episode as a therapist that this couple went to after getting a group on. Um, okay. I like- so yeah, she's the group on, she's the group on therapist. Yeah. But no, she, she nailed it. She knocked it out of the park. Uh, the web series never fully came to fruition. There was, I mean, whenever you're trying to do something in Seattle, like schedules. And then on top of that, you get a lot of flaky people if it's, if it's very no budgety. So we would we'd be ready to shoot and then three people like key people would not be there so it was very difficult um so we just kind of had to axe the series but i always kept in touch with lisa you know we would always say hi and stuff and then when i noticed her streaming um i'm trying to think if i was streaming by then i don't think i was but i helped some i helped make a couple of graphics for you and then when i got laid off i um i started doing yeah and then what was it at the start of this year we were. I was like, "Hey, we should play some games together." And she's like, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, I saw she was playing. Fa- uh, what's the the scary game where the the voice says you play a lot? Phasmobia? Is that what Phasmophobia. it is? Phasmophobia. Yeah. Phasmophobia. Thank you. I again, I stay away from anything scary. <laughs> scary enough. Um, I saw you playing that. We gave. Uh, yeah, that was fun to see. And then you screamed as soon as I was watching you. Like laugh, screamed, Lisa. And today you were playing. Yeah, today. Oh, I had one really bad one. I'm so sorry. I was yeah, so it was scared. high pitch. I was, I was like, I made me audibly jump, and I wasn't even looking at the screen. I was like, whoa! Um, but no, I, I like that. So, is that? Do you play a lot of horror games? Is that your specific genre? What do you like to play? Yes, I love horror. I loved horror games since I was in middle school and playing like Seventh Guest and Eleventh Hour, and, and I like puzzle games like Mist and Ribbon. So those were kind yeah. of my jam, and then it transitioned. But I also really love um, Zelda and. Uh, Elder Scrolls, like Riven, or not Riven, I'm sorry, um, Skyrim. My brain was Skyrim, in the other yeah. other realm there for a minute. Uh, Skyrim and Morrowind and Oblivion. So I love those two. And then um, I recently just started playing the the like Soulsborne Sekiro oh. um, thing. Oh. So I did Dark Souls 1, 3, and then I did Bloodborne. And now I'm doing Sekiro, and it's so hard. <laughs> okay, um, good. I don't feel it feels bad because I think I had to quit that game. I got about a third of the way through, maybe a quarter, and I was like, ooh, no, this is not going to work out. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I, I suffered through the other ones. Bloodborne was the easiest, and I, I thought really super enjoyable. Um, Dark Souls 1 was the first game I played in that realm, so it was... It was phenomenal game. I loved it, but it was a big learning curve. And then Dark Souls 3 was really hard for me for some reason. And this one feels kind of like on par with that, where I'm having to reteach myself stuff because it doesn't play the same as the other two. And I'm just doing it on Mondays. I was trying to do Monday, Tuesday, and I'm like, nope, I can only do Mondays. <laughs> need a break. Yeah. I can't get this yeah. stressed out on stream. Like, it's <laughs> like I need to like take a break. So doing the horror games, surprisingly, are just really entertaining for me. They're really fun. Right. Uh, I like being scared. I, it's genuine, you know. It's nice to be like a thrill, especially when you're when you're live and you know you're trying yeah. to create an experience for an audience. I just think they're great. Now you have two kids. I do. 
And now, do they game with you ever? Or are you guys a gaming family? How's that work out? Sometimes. For you? I mean, my son plays like COD and what is he doing right now? Apex. He's playing that right now. So he's um. more that. And then we did get my daughter to play some Phasmophobia in the very beginning when I first played it. It was my husband, myself, my daughter, and then our, our buddy. And it was really fun. Um, so she enjoys games, but what she really likes is playing co-op games with me. So we'll play co-op games, like couch co-op. Um, awesome. Oh, like uh, Overcooked? or Yeah, we've done Overcooked. We just did It Takes Two. It was so fun. Oh, that game looks awesome. It was really fun. And then we did a game called A Way Out. And she was, this was a couple years ago. And I'm like, this isn't quite appropriate for you. Uh, yeah. I'm a, Is that the one you want us to play? Show yes. Like the prison one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the, I think yeah. I prison it. It's pretty yeah. good. It, but Show it is a little dark. Yeah, for it's sure. Good. Yeah. Have you tried Cuphead? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see each other, get each other's throats, I would highly recommend Cuphead. Is Cuphead the one that it's all boss? It's yeah. like a real, it. like Contra, but it looks like a 1940s cartoon. Okay. Someone told me about and that in my stream. They were like, oh, you don't like bosses. Just play uh, Cuphead. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. If you don't like bosses, that is, I guess, fair fair enough. But it gives you a bar that lets you know how close you are to beating it. And then you're like, oh, okay, one more run. And one more run always turns into about 50. What about your, what about your daughter's uh, handle? What would her stream name be? Oh, my God. Be? So she was playing... Uh, I think she played Life is Strange on my computer, on my Steam, and she changed my name, and I didn't know. And so I logged into play Phasmo, and my name was Bitchin' Bella, and I was like, and I didn't catch it. And everyone was like, who's Bitchin' Bella? And I was like, oh, my God, Bella, no. <laughs> and so now it's a running joke, and they'll just be like, how's Bitchin' Bella doing? <laughs> Yeah, I think it could be like an alter ego for you. Like maybe for Sekiro, you know, <laughs> go in there like, okay, this yeah. is the run. Yeah. <laughs> Bell is here. Just wear glam rock stuff as you do it. There you go. How old are your kids? 16 and 22. Oh, man, that's a range. I have a six and a three-year-old. A six and a how old? Three. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're in the, the beginning phases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the thick of it right now, right? I yeah. mean, and you have a you have a five and a three-year-old, Shelby? This is true. Yep, you have to follow yeah. them everywhere because having... who knows what they're getting into. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's a little bit of work. It is. Like, you're um, always on. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Kids are work? No. What else is going on with you in your stream, too? Like, do with you and Andy, are you guys playing weekly or is it like a monthly thing or what's going on? Yeah, we play Thursdays. We call ourselves the Ghoul Scout Rookies. Um, we play any kind of ghost hunting game. So it's mostly Phasma, oh. but then we branched out to a game called Ghost Hunters Core. And then we did a game called Malum that I, I was able to get a key for. It's not out yet. And it was so <laughs> confusing in the beginning. We died so many times. And then we finally figured it out this last week and were able to beat one level on easy and nice. this random music came on and it was so funny and through both of us like like <laughs> once you do the thing and like you get all the stuff it like gives you these like glowy guns and all of a sudden this like funk music okay. comes on it was really weird it doesn't fit the setting kind uh, of funk like oh okay. no not at all i mean i loved it <laughs> andy said it sounded like porn music which yeah. like made me choke <laughs> i was laughing so it was hard. a great clip yeah <laughs> I don't. And I don't know what Andy's talking about. I've never, ever. I don't. Never heard that music in my life. What are you talking about, Andy? That would be my favorite haunted house, though. Is if you're going in, about ready to be scared, and then here comes the funky <laughs> yeah. music. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's let's do some right? disco yeah. in here. No, it's just down. It's so scary. It was so wild. Yeah. 
it's funny though i mean like you're you, you have to be very careful when you're going around this thing because you have to find different symbols which then tell you what kind of ghost it is and from that you have to find these items specific items and put them in this offering circle in different spots five different spots it's very it almost has like a tiny little bit of indiana jones in it and so you have to keep your if you have your flashlight on the mm-hmm. guy that's around that's going to kill you can can find you or if he if he walks in front of you and you have it on he's going to catch up to you and just and just destroy you um and it's so quiet there's a little bit of like you know uh, like eerie stuff happening and suddenly when you unlock this offering table you put all the items in these guns show up and it gets all super bright and suddenly it's like it suddenly turns into like it turns into a doom level it's really funny it's hilarious. <laughs> and when you die if you both die it shows the motorhome out front and your bodies come splatting down <laughs> it's worth it for dying oh. it really is it's worth it for dying, and you can play a oh, furry. Oh, okay, sold. That's like a running joke. If there's an animal person, I can, I'm in because that's yep, yep, yep. not that. I mean, well, either way, I've all, I would love to be a Ninja Turtle. Point in case, who makes this game? Who did make it? Let's see. Who made Malum? I'm part of their Discord. Oh, nice. So they're indie studio. I take it. Yeah, and the game doesn't come out for six weeks. Oh, cool. Uh, but a buddy of mine is there. Um, is oh, it's there just Malum Games mod. So he was able to hook us up with some keys. Oh, it's just Melon Games. And do you think you're, have, is it full access? Do you have access to the full game or have they gated off some of the content for like, that's great. I love it when they do that. I think so. I mean, nice. there's two levels and there's two, three different difficulty settings. Okay. And we struggled on easy, which that doesn't happen to me very often. So I was like, what is happening with this game? Why is it so hard? Yeah. Yeah. You see, the last ghost game I played was it's... Luigi's Mansion 3. And uh, that's more like my wheelhouse with scary stuff. So scary. <laughs> yeah, I think like if we go on tears, right? That would be that. Yes, very scary. It goes Five Nights at Freddy's and then Louise Luigi's Mansion. Yep. Shall we even play an Ascent? Yeah, apparently that is the new hit, right? Everyone's talking about Ascent, right? I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. I don't know if it's a hit. What do you think? Um, I had some issues with it technically, but for the most part, the gameplay is pretty fun. Twin so stick shooter, this? basically. Oh yeah, what is it about? It's a top it, down shooter. It's cyberpunk, okay. top down, twin stick shooter esque, and um, yeah, the whole plot is you live in the slums in a cyberpunk future, and you have to work your way up to different levels. And you were taking on groups of enemies and they're dropping gear types and you got to get your hands on some of those purple gear drops like you do. And um, uh, I played with Dr. Z. I played it for the last two weeks on Mondays. We played for about an hour each session and um, we just had some technical difficulties. At one point, the game crashed out. Uh, I know it's still in early access. So they're still doing some of the fixes in regards to bugs and other inner workings. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. I think we might give it one more week or we might bail and look for something else. You're we'll playing see. on Game Pass? I am, yeah, Xbox. Damn, that looks gorgeous. Yeah. It, it's it's cool co-op. It's it's I, I think it's interesting. I just lot, heard a lot of mixed reviews because it came out of nowhere for me. Like I was like, oh, what is this thing? And then I saw I've been playing it. So I was curious what you would think. Are you doing any more Spirit Fair? Are you close to finishing? I, the Spirit Fair is in my blood. I need to be playing Spirit okay. Fair right now. I need to find the tuna. I don't know where they are, but I need to go fish the tuna is what I need to do right now. Are you guys familiar with Spirit Fair? It's a 2D platformer yeah. at times. It's kind of like 
um, Stardew Valley on a boat. So you have a group of characters. Yeah. Uh huh. But. Yep. But you're missing the big hook. What are you? What What are you to these characters? You are the fairer of spirits. The Grim Reaper. And Spirit Fair. Yeah, so you are ba- you are picking up NPCs. They all have their own little stories, and you got to complete tasks for them. And you end up jumping all over the map with, with different destinations they put on your map. And then you have to craft items and cook meals for them and grow things in your garden. And eventually you get a forge. Um, it's pretty good. I, I'm still having <laughs> some issues with knowing exactly where to go at times. So... That's why I had to look up where to find tuna right before we hopped on this call here. I'm I'm all for using guides. I, I I think that needs to be normalized. I saw someone post on Twitter today a picture of all their old like JRPG mm-hmm. player guides. And I was like, Oh, I had that in middle school. I had that one that like, Do you remember when you had to buy a physical player's guide <laughs> and read that from like Barnes and Noble or not Barnes and Noble borders? Oh no, no. <laughs> T- times was tough at my house. You would just go with a list of questions to look up in the borders bookstore, oh, get those answers and go down. home. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Everything I see about the game, every time I've watched streams, people cry because of the yes. emotional attachment to that too. Very heavy, very heavy. Um, you are introduced to characters, you go through their arc and then you eventually send them into the great beyond. And that process is, very slow it's a gorgeous game like it it is absolutely stunning in some of the scenes that they present to you and then at the end they always have you get on a boat with the character you're sending away and there's dialogue it gets very quiet and then eventually that character disappears and you go back to your boat and work on the next character so i i've been enjoying it it is heavy I think you are drawn to certain characters and not others based on your personality type. So I know that there's going to be some heavy, heavy emotions here at the end. Have your kids seen you play it? Do they have questions about it or? Yes. My kids love it. Okay. But it's a little over their head. Well, I mean, I haven't, they're not normally with me when we get to the deep parts, Casey. I'm not a monster. Okay. (laughs) If I'm farming apples, they're in. If I'm talking about our inevitable doom, they're out. That's just how it works. Have they not seen Bambi? <laughs> no, they have not seen Bambi. Oh, In fact, man. we tried to watch Bambi and I had to fast forward like the middle half of the movie just so they didn't see anything go down. Oh, man. You know, Ryan Reynolds was trying to pitch uh, to Disney as Deadpool was interviewing the hunter that killed Bambi's mom. <laughs> And he wanted to, and he's like, the whole twist was, he's not mad. He's not interrogating. He wants to just know how he can be the most hated Disney character. Like he's more like a fan of the Hunter as Deadpool. And Disney said, no, they're like, no, no, we're not going to do that. But we like, we appreciate the gesture. Uh, Yeah, that's a game I keep looking at. I keep, I keep wanting to get back into Stardew too, because they just, those games are so relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really relaxing game. I've got no time to play any video games because my son has taken over the switch and he is Pokemon sword and Pokemon sword all the time. <laughs> uh, it's a rite of passage, you know, uh, for him. I, I watched him beat his first gym and my eyes missed up. I was proud. Um, it's interesting to see he's starting to read and he can, uh, he's picking up the game. He's it's, I'm more curious, like, well, what, what's your team look like? Or like who, what Pokemon he is. And he's a Pokemon that I would <laughs> never use. You know, like he has one that's a barnacle. I was like, okay, it's a barnacle with two hands that just move. And he thinks it's the coolest thing. And uh, he's got some other cool ones, but it it's kind of a nice thing. Cause I remember playing my first Pokemon and just to see him 
go through it. This is his, you know, first entry into it on his own. And uh, it's been a good carrot to get him to do his workbook over the summer. So, so how far do you let him go before you start giving him notes on his team? Um, he well, he gets stuck, and I said, well, it, well, one thing was he was deleting moves and not reading them, and I was like, son, you can't, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta understand. Water beats grass, rock paper scissors, and so the, the one thing that's nice when you used to play the original Pokemon's, you know, could if you lost a move, it was gone, right? You couldn't relearn it. Now you can just go talk to someone in the Poke Center and relearn a move at any time for free. And so the game's so accessible for little guys like that. He was able to go back and learn the grass movie needed to kill the water, beat the water gym. And it, it's been nice to kind of watch him through it. Uh, but to answer your question, I sometimes I'm like, no, this one's, you don't want to use this. You trust me, you don't <laughs> want to use this. He's like, I want to use it. Sometimes we get the stubborn and I got to let him make his own mistakes. But every once in a while when he's not looking, I switch one or two out. Just so, they so can level up. once you get to the final play, like once he's done with the game, are you going to challenge him heads up in a one-on-one? I don't want to crush him. You know, Dude, like that's life. If you don't train those Pokemon, right. That's rather, how it ends. Yeah. Would you rather his own <laughs> father crush him or some stranger, you know? So I think this I should, is, your I should be the, uh, the actual champion. The, the real it boss is yeah. me. For him, you should just, right? He's meeting me. <laughs> you should just buy a new Switch, create a burner account, and just be like, oh, yeah, you should go up against mm. KC456. Mm. I don't know who that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird. He's been talking about Among Us a lot, too, because kids in his class talk about it. And again, he just was in kindergarten, so they don't have any really frame of reference about Among Us, but they think the characters are cool, and they play it at recess. It, it's interesting, because he's never played, and I don't know if those kids have played, um, but... It, so to move into our news stories, the big news right now, Fortnite has a its own version of Among, Among Us now. It's its own imposter series, and people are like, I don't know if you've seen it, but the description is: Is Fortnite copying Among Us? Are they doing their own? Among- yeah, it's clear that they're doing their own Among Us. Um, I think this is great. I think Fortnite might be trying to move into the Roblox territory. Uh, it's not a video game anymore. It's an experience. Well, also remember where Fortnite came from initially, right? Like that was initially a building game. They're like, oh yeah, let's try this battle royale, and then it took over the world. Strangely, the same because I don't know. With like enough enough co op games could test a friendship. Games like Among Us like thrive on destroying friendships. <laughs> You know, yeah. so, like Mario Party, <laughs> right? I put that I, those two. I don't like lying. I'm really bad at it unless I have like character motivation, right? So I'd have to like almost be a character yeah. to play that game because otherwise I would just be like, I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, Lisa. I, I lying to people just gives me internal strife. I can't do it. Like I know I'm lying, therefore I am not going to succeed. Mm. Yep, 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 yep. I don't know. I want to win. So that usually comes up. I just don't trust anybody. It's like those card games like Bang where you have to like bluff. And I just, they give me anxiety. I'm just like, the Yeah. There's, there's been those, these type of games have been around forever. There's another one that I know people love called like Mayor of Salem Town Mm -hmm. where you you burn or hang the person because you say they're a witch instead of they're a spy. And there's a little more nuance to it. Uh, I, I think this is, it's like when Blizzard would take something for WoW that other MMOs were doing well. They're like, oh, we're just going to take that and make it our own. And this is Fortnite doing that with it within its own engine. Uh, <laughs> what game do you think would be in Fortnite next? What game can you put in Fortnite? In Uninstaller? 
Oh, that's the right <laughs> <Nice>. answer. <laughs> that's the end game. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I I don't know. I know. I know people love. I know people love Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate the game. I've never had any interest. It was probably because Fortnite came out almost around the same time as PUBG or PUBG came out a little bit earlier. Yeah, that's right. And I love the yeah, I love the realistic approach to PUBG compared to when you're in battle, you're not you don't have you're not able to build a house to protect yourself. So I don't know where whoever like, you know, who was who was hopped up on something when they came up with that idea. It's like not only are we gonna have a battle royale where you fly in on magic school buses, but right. you're going to be able to build a fortress while somebody's shooting oh, at you. No, no PVP. The only I've, I'm just doing now my very first PVP, which is dead by daylight. That's like baby steps for me. I cannot, I get too mad when it's another human that I'm fighting. I can handle like an, an NPC or like a, like a, like a computer program. Cause then you're like, okay, I know what to learn and what to do. But it's so random and chaotic when it's another person and I can just hear their voice like talking massive crap to me as we're playing. And it just makes me so Go back mad. to the lobby, noob. Yeah, it's yeah. toxic. And so Dead by Daylight's about as much as I can do. I can't do the rest of them yet. I think you guys need to get on the Pokemon Unite train here pretty soon because let me tell you why that's great. There's no voice. So there, you can't be toxic and the matches are 10 minutes. It's the best MOBA I've ever played in my life. That's what Fortnite's going to be next. It's going to be a lane. It's going to make a Dota or League of Legends in Fortnite and just become. It very well could be. I mean, everyone was trying the MOBA T. It didn't really work uh, out for a lot of companies, but who knows? It's Fortnite. They can do anything yeah. they want and still make yeah. money. Isn't that how that yeah, works? I think they, it just, it comes, it rains over there. They have so much they don't yes, know what to do. Yes, uh, they throw Superman in their games and it sells. Superman, LeBron James. Uh, like there's gonna be, they're gonna, you know, Betty White. That's who's gonna be in the game. Oh, next. see, I almost, I almost got Fortnite just to play as the Mandalorian. But of course you, would. but of course but you if would. Betty White is, if, if she is an unlockable character, I'm there. there there All right, I'm there. Um, for our next news story, the I, have you seen this game that kind of people were talking about this a lot last week? Boyfriend Dungeon. Boyfriend Dungeon. I think I saw a tweet about it, but I didn't. I, I don't know anything about the game. Is it like the Colonel Sanders one? I love you, Colonel Sanders, because I played that. No, it's. I think it's more like Dream Daddy, but in a dungeon crawler. Is the way I would describe it. You go in uh, there. Let me hold on. Let me pull up. I want to make sure. I don't know if it's uh, proceed. Uh, what's the term where the random levels are created? Gotcha. Procedural. Procedurally created dungeons. Yeah, I think it might be that. Let me double check that. I know it's free on uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass. But what the the big thing about this game is, you are a character, and your weapon is a person. They like their spirit. If you've ever seen the anime Soul Eater, it's basically that. And you go through and you crawl a dungeon. And you level up with the, the weapon and you're kind of dating it. The big thing right now, there's been some content warning because there's a character that's stalking you and does some manipulative things in a relationship. And so people that have maybe PTSD with that or have dealt with that, it's kind of like, hey, trigger warnings, those kind of things. But the voice act who plays the villain is getting harassed by people because he he's like, I don't. He, it's pretty funny to read what he says. And I'm sure I think I wanted to get Lisa's opinion as an actor. He's like. I don't feel that way. I'm I'm just playing a character. I'm playing him as evil as I can. He sucks. I read it. I'm like, oh, this guy's a pile of crap. Like he's he's horrible. 
how can I make this guy worse? And he's obviously doing a good job because he it's resonating with people. But sh- I don't think he should have to apologize for being bad, right? I mean, he took acting. the role, so... I mean, that's the writers that wrote the role, and he's just bringing life to it. I mean, is it... I mean, t- throughout history, like, actors have taken roles that have ruined their career. Like, the kid that played Joffrey in Game of Thrones, you know... I was just thinking He's going to have a hard right? time doing anything else because he was such a good villain. Um, and at least with this, it's just their voice, right? So it's not their face. They can do other work. Right. I don't know enough about this controversy that's popped out, but they're mad at him because of what he's saying or because he's such a good villain. It's because of the character. He, they're mad. They're blaming him because they think he's the character. Oh, okay. And he's like, I'm just an actor. Like he's having to explain to people like it, it's a weird, um, we live in a culture that people like to get offended. And I think they just want to be offended and find someone to attack. And he's an easy out. And he's having to explain to him, like, I, I, this isn't real. Right. I don't really feel that way. This is a character. Which shouldn't have to be said, right? I don't know if anyone else feels that way. Like, it's kind of... Re- yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind right. of surprised they're going after the actor, right? I mean, to go after the studio or the themes that they're going for is completely understandable. For them to go after the actor seems like they're just finding the first name they can tie to it and running with it, which is kind of disappointing. Um, in regards to the content warning... Sure. I mean, it would always be nice to surface that stuff, especially if you go for the aesthetic they're going for. Like if you look at some of the um, footage from this gameplay, it is very cutesy, very upbeat, you know, but the same could be said about Spirit Fair, right. right? I mean, you play, you look at that game, you watch a couple of game trailers, and you're like, oh, okay, this game is completely uplifting. Turns out they're covering death. Hey, didn't see that coming. You know, so they're kind of trying to surface the fact that it is covering some dark content, so good on them. It's too bad that they're coming after the voice actor, though. That's That, that doesn't seem right, in my opinion, yeah. but welcome to the internet. Yeah, he had to write, I'm just a voice actor, please be respectful. Uh, because it was after the update, and um, and this we wrote. Hey, I can't believe I have to address this, but please don't send me hate messages about my character and boyfriend dungeon. I know he sucks. Like, of course he knows he's. I just don't. I, I don't know. I'm very concerned about people as a whole having to explain that that he's not that the outlet. But I think maybe it's the content too, because I haven't played the game, so I should probably be careful of that. Because if if there's something that brings back a memory of being stopped or being manipulated in a manipulated relationship that would probably not be the best feeling so that's why they put that warning in for games um and i it's it's interesting because we're seeing the, the medium of games more we, you know we just had the one game win an oscar right the one mini short story right we're seeing on this medium like people as games as art it's being way more respected and we're seeing that all the feelings that it invokes I'm just curious what other kind of content warnings are going to keep coming from games. Like if you have to give content, or if you have to spoil everything in the content where like people die in this game, you know, where, where's the line drawn? And would that affect you? I guess, Lisa, as an actor, would you not take a role because of how despised were? Or if you want, if you got the uh, ideal role, but you had to play the meanest villain ever, right? And it, it typecast you as a villain for the rest of your career. Would you um... walk away from that? I mean, at this point, no, I don't think so because I've got a body of work prior to that. So it's not the only thing people would Mm -hmm. see me in. Um, I have no problem. I would love to play a villain. I think they're fascinating. Obviously, to themselves, they're not a villain. So you get to build this rich story. 
Um, but the, the overall project would be, are they glorifying rape? Are they glorifying this? It's that right. I would be like, no, I'm not going to play this part. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take a stand in what gotcha. you're trying to say. But if it's a story where the villain is like a small part in it or, wh or whatever, you know, that's a good story that I, that I stand behind, then heck yeah, I would play a villain. It's, they're fun. Well, and actually I want to talk about villains because we're into our final segment on um, what you're watching. We, we talk about shows we're watching once a month. And Cruella has just become free on mm -hmm. Disney Plus, the backstory on Cruella. That's a really good movie. I watched that with my wife and I like, I like the story like Joker. This is kind of humanizing the villain for you. Like, Oh, they were a person. And I, I like, I, villains are always cooler than the good guys. I really think like when you think of star Wars, I think of Darth Vader first. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that means I'm a bad, person, a bad person or he's just the better character. I think of him and I think of Mando now. No, they're so interesting. Okay. Like, okay. like for me, it was like David <laughs> Bowie and labyrinth. Like that was the first time I was like, Oh my yeah. God. Like, villains are my jam and then i love loki i liked loki more than thor when that came out i thought he was so much more yeah. interesting and you know snape and harry potter was so, was the best character for me like they're just so right. interesting i think it's because they are interesting you know I, I, there's something dangerous and a little bit you know unpredictable and that becomes really interesting when you're watching a story that maybe is form formulaic and predictable and i think that as we see the medium evolve over the years the villains have been so much better fleshed out than they've ever been before right i mean you think about the first star wars right. movie darth vader he's the bad guy obviously the bad guy little to no backstory on what actually happened and they tried to kind of dig into his history in the coming in the movies that followed but I really am, I really get excited when you see a good actor tied to a good villain right now. And, and that really excites mm -hmm. me. I'm glad to hear Cruella was good in your opinion, Casey, because who was uh, the Emma lead Stone. of that? Yeah. And I, I enjoy her work. So I, I look forward to watching yeah. that. Um, but the gentleman that's the bad guy in uh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito, oh, right? That's who Bad. was the bad guy in Mando, yeah, Mando. and Breaking Bad. He's he's a great villain. Like he plays them so well. I think there's. I think it's. I'm more impressed when someone plays the bad guy and you take you steal the show because you're you're you're, you're kind of pigeonholed. People aren't supposed to like you, right? Right. Like Joffrey, mm -hmm. no one likes him, and that kid stole the show because he's a petulant brat, right? But it's not like it's not like a oh I'm not intrigued. I just hate him, right? He he hit a different nerve. He did. Um, he did. But, it was super i don't know if you've seen this there's like an action film that just came out called nobody with um oh with the 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 guy from Odenkirk. saul right it's with him mm -hmm. the actor no i haven't seen that yet and he plays he's not he's kind of an anti-hero and he he's so good at it you know you're just yeah. it's so that's the first time i saw his work i think it's bob odenkirk yes that's his, his name, name. that's correct yeah i hadn't seen yeah. breaking bad or better call saul so this was my first introduction to him and my husband was like, you know, it's an action movie and that's kind of iffy for me. They can go either way. And he's like, I'm not sure that you'll like it. And I was like, who is this guy? Oh my God, he's so good. I couldn't <laughs> stop looking at him. He's actually attractive. I'm attracted to him. What's wrong with me? You know, it was, it was so, he was just magnetic and, and not necessarily a hero. You know, he's kind of an anti-hero. So yeah, when they're good at it, they're so good. It's yeah, just and so Emma Stone did a pretty good job with Cruella. I I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it's they're going to make another one now, too. She just signed on today. There that was out, uh, and I think people should oh, keep cool. an eye out for that too, because 
that's going to be it's it's worth the watch on Disney Plus. I, again, I waited the 45 days till it was free. So and I can always wait. I'm OK with waiting. <laughs> I, 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 I miss theaters kind of, but I'm OK watching it in the comfort. So of speaking of villains, are you excited for the new Knuckles movie? Oh, you mean Sonic 2? Yes. Uh, I have the right. So that was the last movie I saw in theaters when my son was five or no. How old was Asher? He was four when we saw that. And I saw it with my friend, Sean, who's usually on the show with us. And Sean and I were talking and said, okay, so our return to the theaters is going to be Sonic 2 and it will lift the curse of COVID, right? Like that's kind of the thing. Because we went and saw the theater and then the world shut down the like next week after. And we've kind of had this thing that Sonic is what brought it upon us. Because that movie is much better. Yeah, I want to go see that movie because uh, I just, uh, oh, well. oh, that's the other thing. I, I, I just watched Suicide Squad also. Oh. The new one. That was really good, too. James Gunn, they just should hand him the keys. I just watched that, too. To the DC. Be like, here you go. Do what you want. Like, throw, WB should throw <laughs> the money at him. Um, I watched that on a plane ride. I sat. Too bad Marvel scooped him back up again. Suckers! <laughs> Is he exclusive to him, though? Is that the no, thing when I'm, you have it? No. Uh, well, I guess he had previous tweets that resurfaced in between Guardians right. 2 and 3, or Guardians and... Um, and infinity war and Endgame. yeah so they kind of released him they're like we don't we're going to distance ourselves from you we don't want to work with you right now and the social so justice DC was, got him right yeah they tried and to so him. yeah and it was, this was like 10 years ago so um but it he had proven up you know he had that he was not that guy anymore um yeah, and then it looked like DC scooped him up, but then Marvel came to an agreement. I think there were a couple of actors um, on the uh, Guardians Guardian side that were like, uh, "We're not doing it unless James Gunn is involved." I so. think it was. I think it was Pratt. I think he kind probably. of probably the lead on that. In that, I know Batista Drax's character is it Batista? Yeah, Dave Batista. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was up there. As I well. think he yeah. was. Yeah, he's ready to be done with Drax. So, but we get the holiday special. Before we get Guardians three, so right. and we'll yeah, see them. That'll be we'll see them a little bit in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. So they're all they're all mixing, they're all interlacing even more. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. What are you watching, Lisa? Ted Lasso is like the best show I've yeah, seen like, in what are you, ten what, years. What's got you into? Oh, oh, it, it's like I keep hearing that. I keep hearing it's that. It's so funny. It's so well Jason written, Sudeikis. and it's so heartwarming. Like it's mixed it all together and. Like I just watched, we're on season two. They're they're doing it once a week, so it's like torture. And they just had a Christmas episode, and I just went to bed like with this huge smile on my face. I'm like, God, I love this show. I have told everybody to watch it, so we're doing that weekly. <laughs> and then I need a show like, yeah, that's on Apple. That's Apple on Plus. Apple Plus, right? Um, and then I'm trying to remember what. What did we just finish? Oh, I watched The Outer Banks with my daughter. Don't judge me. Oh, uh, is that good? That's got some buzz right now. It's <laughs> weirdly, like, it's like a teen soap drama, but mixed with, like, Goonies-esque, where there's, like, a treasure hunt, and it's all in, like, okay. the uh, North or South Carolina. Um, it's really um, entertaining. I, I, it's... I don't know how to explain it. It's like really great thing to watch and like zone. Is it mindless? Is it mindless yeah, entertainment? Yeah, it's a like bit? mindless entertainment. There... It's really fun. The people are beautiful. The locations are beautiful. It's a really clipped pace. Um, so we watched, we just finished okay. season two of that one. It's like a cliffhanger every episode. Oh, nice. I don't know. See, I wouldn't it's judge on that. Nice. I love Cobra Kai. So you're okay. That's, yes. But Cobra Kai is great. 
I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, my friends have a film on Netflix and we watched it and it was so good because, you know, I told my husband, I was like, my friends made this. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and we watched it and it was so good. He recommended it to my dad. It's called The Paper Tigers. It's a martial arts. I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that. I know what you're talking yeah, that's about. My, it's... That's my buddy's like film. He wrote and directed it and then my other friend edited it. Was that shot here in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. It was shot in Seattle. Uh, a buddy of mine, I think, was one of the extras in it that I grew up doing martial arts with. Because uh, it's like, it's a story about three martial artists that aren't really great martial artists, but they think they're better than they are kind of thing, right? Is that, the, yeah. am I right? One of them, yeah, I think, I want... was really good. And he, and then it, it, they like go separate ways. And then they come back together 25 or 30 years later because they're like, they don't call him a sensei. What is his name? Sifu. Sifu has died. Maybe not of natural causes so they have to get back together to figure out what happened but they're like 45 50 and so they're it's so funny and heartwarming and the fight choreography is incredible yeah um i was so i was like this is so good i could see why this did so well and to know the people that made it you know you're just like extra like happy for them and I like that it's a Seattle film. I would love for Seattle film as Seattle as a whole to become a much better in the film industry because there's there's perfect scenery. I mean, Pacific Northwest. When I think of movies here, obviously Seattle and things like that. But I like Goonies, right? If we go back to the Cannon Beach and, and yeah, uh, Kindergarten Cop mm-hmm. and the Lost Short Circuit, Short Circuit, uh, Ninja Turtles Three, Turtles in Time was also shot in Astoria. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Harry and the Hendersons. That. Yes, that makes sense. Like, right? Captain so, Fantastic. I, they did a little bit here, I think. Or yeah, did they did the whole thing. Yeah, they did a lot here in New Mexico. I think were their two mm. states. That's good. I want to check all Twilight, check out. but you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> vampires. I made uh, fun of Twilight on TikTok. It felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is that all those movies released on Netflix, and they were like the top trending movies for a good week. There, it felt the like ne- the ty- Twilight series. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, I just kept going over like, oh, what's popular this week? Oh, still Twilight. Cool. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll show that that was popular about 12 years ago, right? I teach 12 to 13 year olds. There's lots of Bellas in my classes, at least. <laughs> but are they bitching Bellas? Bitch be- my Bella is so mad that I named her that. She's like, God, not- everyone's oh, calling sorry, Bella right. Swan. And she didn't see the movies until last year. And she actually liked them. I was like, oh. this, that's they, She's the market okay. audience. So yeah, she got, the, she got her. <laughs> she is. The second not, movie yeah, was okay. Yeah. No, but those yeah. books are were a phenom for years. And then um, I, I've had, I've taught, a, I think there was a girl in my daughter's ballet class named, um, what's, what is it from Game of Thrones? Kale- uh, Khaleesi? Khaleesi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? When I, I heard them do like the thing, I was like, Right on. Like, that's commitment to the game. The, the issue is, is most of these kids that are named Khaleesi were not, they were named Khaleesi before the series ended. <laughs> True story. You know, it was like the first season of the show. They're like, oh, I love this character so much. It's like, you guys got to wait. Like, you got to think, you got to think yeah, long term here. You got to think big picture. Come on. <laughs> that's why my next kid's going to be Goku. Okay. I think that's kind of the the set there. Um, Shelby, what have you been watching the Marvel What Ifs? Speaking, of, I was thinking about cartoons. I know you're my resident Marvel guy. Yeah, I mean, there's only 
been one released so far. So episode one of one, I enjoyed quite oh, so a bit. Good. Yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Like very well animated, a lot of good scenes in it. I was really not expecting to be fully into an animated Marvel series. And I was all over this. this it was the uh, Peg, uh, she becomes Captain England, right? Or what, what did they call her? It, Captain Carter. Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. That's what they call her, Captain yeah. Carter. And she's missing. So one thing that I think could be easily overlooked is uh, Disney Plus has a series called Legends. And essentially what it is, is it's trying to catch you up on the recently released movies or shows. And I don't know this for a fact quite yet, but it feels like those Marvel Legend shows will tie directly into each What If episode. Um, so if you're kind of fuzzy on how things played out, because let's face it, Captain America came out 10 years ago and this animated episode is completely calling back to that entire movie. Well, it's been a while since I've seen it personally. So I watched Legends after watching What If and I was like, man, I w- wish I would have watched it um, prior to. So if you're going to go watch those, highly recommend that. But what I thought was really interesting about the animated episode they turned out is that even though the paths divert very early in the episode, right? So it's not Captain America, it's Captain Carter. They still reference a lot of those big set piece scenes from the actual movie. So you're seeing some of those scenes play out with a new protagonist, which I thought was brilliantly done because you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. And then certain characters go different ways in the timeline. And I just thought it was really well done. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Right now, what did you think, Andy? What are you going to do? Okay. I think, no, I, I loved it. I was in um, any chance to see any more Peggy and Steve together um, was perfect. I think they, I think they chose that episode too, with that intention because people still have it. Like the second that mm-hmm. episode was over, I want to go watch Endgame again. Like I honestly still choke up when, cap gets into the like hides in the office after he alerts hank pym to get him out of his like and he's looking through the glass and he sees peggy and it's like like i'd like they play the theme again from first avenger like they hit everything so right and man it just yeah being able to see them in a whole new environment well not a whole new environment but just a whole new dynamic it was uh yeah they led off with the perfect episode i need to go so. watch infinity i still haven't watched oh dude you're doing yourself a disservice Oh wait, that movie came out three years ago, right? But it was it was legendary. Yeah, about what, that, what happened think, to yeah. me three years ago? Let's think. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, my daughter came. No, I know. I need to set time aside. It's actually like my big fear where I won't watch the Snyder cut because I'm like four and a half hours. I don't want that's so much of my life. Yeah, I mean the the beauty of Endgame but, is you have all the pieces and you could, they play with them for a full two hours. So I mean they're taking characters, they're taking good scenes from each one of the yeah. characters. They've cut out a lot. You can feel that there was a lot left on the cutting room floor but it feel it doesn't feel like a three-hour film in my opinion it flows really well Andy, what else you been watching? um yeah. i actually just got around to the witcher oh, it's so good. when it yeah it uh Ooh. when it first came out like i i wanted to watch it but everybody was going nuts about it and so i was i don't know i was just kind of like i just said you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sit on it for a little bit and then finally it came around again and i said you know what i think i'm gonna give this a go um loved it i remember now about four episodes, five episodes in when it starts questioning the timeline. It's like, this stuff is not happening exactly as it is. I remember that like popping up at like a year ago when it first came out. Everyone's like, is this really all taking place on the same timeline? Mm-hmm. This could be different. This could be in the past. That could be in the future. And so I, um, 
but no, I I've enjoyed it. I'm I'm excited <laughs> for season two. I, I think they've they've uh, they've got. I'm I mean I <laughs> I love that the final or uh, the finale of the first season, like the witch yeah, is barely in it. Point. It's all about what's her face, <laughs> Siri. Yeah, yeah, the Siri and the other oh, and the 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 the, the, the Yennefer, magician. Yeah, that's yeah, Yennefer. Yeah. I'm like, where the Jennifer. hell's Geralt in all this? I'm sure there's going to be a Yennefer too in my class in like the next few years too. I'm waiting for a couple <laughs> Yennefers to come. Uh, They'll be like, okay. We uh, did. Uh, we did just watch. Uh, I watched the the What If episode. Uh, we watched Jungle Cruise. Ooh, how was that? Yeah, you know what? It, for, to be able to watch something like you pay thirty bucks, it's just as much as we, or more if you went to the theater. Right. Yeah, and so we went. Oh, it was lovely. It was just fun. It had a really pulpy kind of indiana jones feel to it mm-hmm. and there was there was a lot of heart there was still heart like some good heart at the end of it which i really liked there have was a nice the, twist on it have you seen the original jungle cruise that was made long long time ago uh no i Is thought it was just based stuff? on the ride so, did I. so no the ride that was a movie so the only reason why i have the frame of reference for the movie mm-hmm. was as when i was really young muppet babies did a whole episode about the jungle cruise movie it's the same oh. thing beat for beat or what's the movie with um kirk douglas the, the romantic stone, one? stone. Ooh, romantic yeah. stone it's kind of like that too but it's jungle cruise and th- yeah this is a remake of an old disney property and it's oh, i'm curious how it went yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah i, I thought it was cool. just based on the ride like pirates of the caribbean that's what i thought as well especially because let's face it jungle cruise ride in disneyland it could probably use a refresh <laughs> completely right and um, I think they're just trying to give it a lift with this video, with this movie, is what I thought initially. But I mean, The Rock has done some pretty good stuff recently. If they didn't, yeah, they wouldn't have to do a Jumanji yeah, three Jumanji. because if yeah. they did Jumanji one, Jumanji two, or these two Jumanjis plus Jungle Cruise, that's perfect. Like perfect, perfect films together. And, and what I'm mixing it up because every time I say it, it's the African Queen, the 1955. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. But is that Bogart? It is. Uh, is that Catherine Hepburn? Yes, it's both of them. That is correct. Look at yeah. Hi, please. Yeah, the film nerds got it. <laughs> no, that was I had to look that up. So that's what I thought it was a, a play on, but it's it's separate. Like in a word, no, but it it, it draws heavily from that film. So I, that's what uh, I was going to ask if it's a lot like the African Queen. That was the Muppet Babies from my childhood. Yeah, I, I'm glad to hear Jungle Cruise was good for you because I've heard other people say it was good, and I've kind of been like, ah. Okay, maybe I'll watch it, but yeah, it, it sounds like it really has some some traction. I've heard other people just be like it's it's fun, it's fun. That's the thing. Like a lot of people, I mean, you sometimes I think they're when you're going to watch a TV show, you're looking to get really deep into it because you have twelve hours. When you have an hour and a half, two hours, you right. want you want something spectacular. But something that can also be, hand, you know, wrapped up with a nice bow at the end to tie up all the loose ends. You know, it's a it's a presentation. It's not a uh, a dedication or something where you're dedicated to a series. And so, yeah, I thought it was it was it, it had some good depth. Um, looking back now, um, I love the rock in it. I love Dwayne Johnson. Like he's a great actor. Almost everything he does is fantastic. But Me if too. you want like if you get all the way through it. I think they could have had a different actor. I think it's 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 literally it's a visual thing. I'm not saying he's ugly or anything, but if you watch if when you go and watch it, uh who is who's the uh who's her brother? Uh Emma uh, uh not Emma not Emma Stone. Um who who's the uh, Yeah, Emily Blunt. Her, her uh Jack Jack White Whitehall. 
Jack, what he's a um, he's an English guy. Jack yeah. Whitehall. Yeah, he's the comedian, the yeah. British comedian where he does the show so, with his dad and his dad's annoyed the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He, which actually, if you watch Jungle Cruise, we're pretty sure he based his entire performance in that movie off his dad. So <laughs> you're in for a treat. But oh, okay. Dwayne Johnson is super huge. Jack is in the middle and Emily is even a little bit shorter than Jack. And so if you notice, Jack is going to look, he almost looks like he's got like two or three chins because they have to lower the camera to accommodate Emily to make her look to her best. And so it was, it was a strange size. I'm I'm not kidding, but that's why like they used to, you know, back in the day they used to have, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah. Apple boxes or they would have, Oh, I've been on plenty of Apple boxes. It was just a strange height. And then you see how ginormous Dwayne Johnson is compared to Emily Blunt. It's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a massive guy. Um, and he works hard for and it. And he got extra big for Black yep. Adam too, right? Like he's like he's on all the supplements <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? Like, um, well, okay, good. I'm I'm curious. I might hold out or not. We'll see. My son was kind of interested in that movie, so it's fun. It's, fun. it's really fun. There yeah. is there's one little there is one little gem that uh, that we found recently uh, that just came out for rent, and it's called Here Today. I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, but it has a trailer and everything, but it's got Ooh, Billy nice. Crystal and Tiffany Haddish. Oh, I have seen trailers for this. Yeah, okay. yeah, Billy Crystal writes it, directs it, and it's about a aging comedy writer as he starts to deal with dementia. Right. In like New York City. It was masterful. Like Billy Crystal still has it. Directing, writing, starring Aww. in it. Still has it. That's good absolutely fantastic film. you know he, yeah. he did another movie about like teaching young, uh with ben schwartz the guy from sonic called standing up falling down where he yeah. he's an older comedian he kind of that's like he's telling all these he's using i think a lot of life experience that he sees from comedians in his films now which mm. I like. i'm i'm a big Billy crystal fan i'm city slickers all day uh yes film. yes <laughs> love that like do you almost cry when he screams Norman? Like when oh, yeah, Norman is in the river? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I freaked the hell out. Like the music hits the crescendo. I saw that in theaters oh. when I was like five or six, I think. I was really no, young. Man. I remember seeing yeah. that in theaters and that was like my big takeaway. It was like, save the cow. I, everything else was over my head because I was yeah. a young kid, you know. I remember him sleeping naked or huddling together. To oh, that's warm. part two. That was that's funny. part two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, that yeah. Is yeah. Part two. With that's John right. Lovitz. But if you watch if you watch City Slickers uh-huh. and see the comedy there, like the timing, the punchline and all that, almost all the good. same mm-hmm. in here today. Like it's got the classic feel, but he he knows what to do with a camera. He wrote it extremely well. He still has it in terms of acting. Like he's got it all. And getting Tiffany Haddish in there is, is really she good. She is. Too. She's awesome. She's great. She's doing a lot of yeah, stuff right now. She's, she's all over the place. This was such it almost yeah. had kind of a um what was it? The upside with Brian Cranston and uh, Kevin Hart. It kind of it almost seems to pair oh. with that film. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really, really good. Those kind of feel good yeah. comedies. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Well, that speaking of feel good, uh, that's the end of this episode. I was feeling good. This was a great conversation, Lisa. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Where can our listeners find you? More can of you? find me on Twitch. Uh, my Twitch handle is Hey Smalls. Smalls has a Z uh basically ripped off you're killing me smalls took the smalls yeah it's been my nickname for a while. So, hey smalls okay. on twitch you can also find me on instagram and twitter at lisa coronado and andy where can our listeners find you? uh twitch.tv forward slash is it forward slash or just slash forward slash whatever armored andy that's it 
It's easy. Yeah, yeah, look Twitter. there too. Oh, and I've I've done t- I've started TikTok-y too. TikToking. Do we TikTok? Oh, okay. We, when you're making TikToks, are you in TikTok-ing? the act of TikToking or are you just making TikToks? Are you a TikToker? Is that what I, I'm hearing? Oh, I'm not a TED Talker, so I could be a TikToker. Oh. Yeah. Almost sounds like a venereal hmm. disease. But, <laughs> or like you have like a Twitch. I can't come into work today. I, I got, got the TikToker. TikTok. All these links are in the description below. So if you want to see the TikToking of Andy or find more of Lisa, you can do um, that. If you do want more of us, you can also find our social channels in that attached description. As previously mentioned, we're also on Discord, chatting away about games and nerd culture. You can feel free to leave us a review if you would. Five stars if you'd be so kind. And that is a wrap for this week. We are out. Play your game. Thank you.